Welcome to a break from the grind, NFL Pick'em's edition, week number nine. The I hope we get this done before George's house explodes edition. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. Why is my house going to explode? I don't know. It seems like you got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of tension in the air. There is. Uh, My daughter beating up on my son, and I had to put the smack down on my daughter. What I'm really impressed with is that... uh, your son didn't hit back. And what was even more impressive is he uh, he started to, and then he stopped and he told her, if you were a boy, I'd have knocked you out. And then he turned around and just walked away. You raised that boy right. I did. I, I don't do many things right, but I definitely raised some good kids, and I'm actually very proud of my, uh, my son. And if he ever listened to this podcast, he would hear me say that. Since he won't, he doesn't know that, and I'm sure you don't tell him directly because that's just kind of apparent you are. I tell him every once in a while that I'm that I'm happy for him or I'm proud of him. So uh, let's recap where we are in the season. We don't have to. Okay, we. But since I'm winning, I'm going to go ahead and do it that's, anyway. That's why I said we don't have to. Um, right now, I am sixty and forty-three. George is fifty-eight and forty-five. Yay! George's daughter is fifty and fifty-three, and my daughter's bringing up the rear at forty-nine and fifty-four. I'm actually impressed with my daughter being 50 and 53. I thought she'd be a lot worse. Oh, I'd, yeah, being three games back from 500 is pretty good considering she knows nothing about any of the teams. I, my daughter being five games back considering she's nine and couldn't tell you all the teams if you asked her to, even though she's picked them every week, I'm pretty thrilled with that too. Yeah, we had to get my daughter to – I got to sit down with her and, and explain more to her about – uh how football goes, because you can't just pick a winner based on the mascot. <laughs> well, the fact is, my wife has, or my wife, my daughter has picked the Browns a couple of times, tells you all she knows about football. Yes. Which is nothing. Now, listen, my daughter, she goes straight by the, uh, by the mascots. She doesn't even try to hide it. She just wants to know if the team is an animal, then that's who's going to win. And if it's two animals playing each other, and then she's got to sit down and think about which animal she's going to pick. But for the most part, she's probably going to go with a bird or a horse. Well, and I've said it before. My daughter picks the Ravens every week because her best friend moved to Baltimore. She's recently started uh, picking Buffalo because she realizes she's been there before. <laughs> so... so. Uh, I've been here before. I'm going to pick them. They're going to win every week because I have been there. Is that, so is that just her being incredibly. Homerish? Not Homer. Um, well, I mean, I've been there before, so I'm going to pick them. That's kind of Homerish. Or is that just believing she's so great that she's going to rub the greatness, her greatness off on that city and therefore the NFL team? Okay. So you're talking about the same team. That had a vibrator thrown on the field, or a dildo rather thrown on the field this past week. She wasn't there then. I don't think she did it. I, I will. A, I would hope <laughs> your daughter didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know, like, I've claimed that you're a good parent and all, but seriously, if that was your daughter who threw the dildo on the field, yeah, you're a terrible parent. Well, while I was watching that game, my daughter wasn't with me, so I guess it probably. I guess there's an outside shot, but I don't think she left Florida this weekend, so it's most likely not her. I'm well, going to say it wasn't her. Well, you, you did say in the last podcast that we did that you did a lot of uh, getting to know your kids this past weekend. That's very true. And you spent all day today doing stuff for your kids. That's true. So, I mean, that wasn't something that came up. You weren't like, you know, Tori, 
How you doing? I love you very much. Is that your dildo you threw on the field? No. No. I, that, that, that doesn't come up in general conversation? Not at nine. I think ten is when you have the, <laughs> I think ten years old is when you have the dildo talk. Yes. <laughs> I think. Um, and by eleven, it's full-blown DP talk. Uh-huh. Right? So you, your daughter's how old? Thirteen. You've had the DP talk, right? No. Oh, you're behind as a bat. And I said you were a good parent. I'm a terrible parent. I'm good to my son. Me and my son have had the talk, but not my daughter. Oh, your son's had the DVD talk. Well, no, he's had other talks, though. <laughs> okay, good. Other yeah. other talks that you would expect from uh, a 13-year-old, 14-year-old. He's 14. He'll be 15 in a few months. And you just put the wrong age date down for your son. So, good parent. I'm teetering on the good parent thing. No, I know his date of birth. I did say 14. He's 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 14. He'll be 15 December 26th. It's the day after Christmas. So he gets screwed every Christmas. Yeah, both my kids were born in December, and they both get no presents. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I tell them, you have a choice. You can either celebrate Christmas, or you can celebrate your birthday. I refuse to celebrate both. <laughs> I'm a good parent. What can I say? Okay, so... We'll move on from our parenting skills or lack thereof, and we can talk about this the week that was in football. Um, we had another tie, and this one was in London. So uh, at least the Europeans are used to teams ending in ties, unlike us Americans. Well, no. So I think the the, the, the good Brits, and I'm going to go with good Brits, uh, I think they were actually expecting some sort of a kickoff. Oh. Like, like, you know, like they kind of do in soccer. You know, okay, you... you or tied now, you know, let's line up seven or eight different players and try to see who, if your linebacker can kick a field goal. I'd actually, that might actually be a fun way to end a game. Have like, so you start with the most athletic wide receivers, say wide receivers to kick a field goal and then work your way down from your most athletic players to your least athletic players. So the kicker would be going last. And then right before them, I don't know, maybe some fat. So you line. think Terrell Pryor could kick a, a field goal? I think so. One of the uh, one of the wide receivers turned announcers. I don't know if it was Randy Moss or Ocho Cinco. I can't remember which one it is. Actually went out and kicked like a twenty eight yard field goal. Is that your phone that keeps going off? Yeah, but you can't hear it because I have it way over there. Oh, well, I can hear it. You can hear it. The microphones can't. This is true. I was smart enough to move it away. Uh-huh. So I'll cut that out. Well, no, no, leave it in there. Be lazy. Be bad at podcasting. Oh, hashtag bad at (laughs) podcasting. We will make that work. Um, It's our goal. We have one goal for this podcast. It's not to get rich. No, no, that'd be too easy. We want to get trending. Hashtag bad at podcasting. Can't we do both? We can, but let's one goal at a time. One goal at a time. Okay. So, yeah, there was a tie again this week. Uh, There was almost two ties, except... Tampa decided not to tackle at the end of the game and ended up losing on a 40-yard pass. Listen, when you're playing football, why would you want to tackle? The Buccaneers always start out with really good tackling skills. In the, at the beginning of games, it seems like they rally up and make decent plays, and then by the end of the game, they forget how. Yeah. It could have been worse. It could have been like the Jets game where you were down 28-7 to against the, <laughs> against the Browns. And have to make a furious comeback to win that game. But let me say, at least they did it. Because there has not been a team yet. Uh, there's not been a team yet that's lost to the Browns. Miami was the closest. No, no, no. The Jets were. Miami was never down by that many. But the Jets didn't have to go into overtime to make it work. It didn't matter. Listen, Miami was a, was 
just injury-riddled team at that time. We have since, since turned it around. We've got our offensive line working great. Hey, we're talking about last week. You guys were off. We can save the Miami stuff for when their game comes up. But I love the Dolphins. I know you do. I know you do. It's and my I, team. It is your team. It's my team. It is, no. I'm whispering. Why, why are we whispering? Because we're bad at podcasting. Oh. Hashtag. I figured if I whispered, maybe you would whisper. Well, technically, I started whispering first. I know. And <laughs> as quiet as that was, it might not even get picked up on the mic. Bad no. at, hashtag bad at podcasting. No, it, it got, I was close enough to the mic, so I actually got the mic set where I wanted it this time. This time. Considering we probably... There was a lot of really good games last week. There really was. You had the Cowboys. They went to overtime. Won it on last second touchdown. Or not last second touchdown pass, but a, a overtime drive by Dak Prescott. Uh, you had Des Bryant return. You had... The Denver and San Diego game, while that game, the score wasn't that close, it was still a pretty good game. What's his name for Denver? Actually did get hurt, uh, the rookie running back there. Booker got hurt? Yeah, Booker got hurt. Who'd they throw in there in, instead? Uh, think it wasn't Bibbs. It was I not Bibbs. Let me see team stats I'm pulling up right now. Is Booker going to be out for any period of time? I doubt it. I highly, highly doubt it. Let me see. It doesn't give me the player... Uh, let's see, box score. Here we go. Jawan Thompson. So they used uh, Cabri Bibbs got two carries. Uh, Jawan Thompson got one carry for one yard and one touchdown. <laughs> That's brutal. I believe that was, uh, it was. So what they did is they used Jawan Thompson as the fullback, and they had Devontae Booker on the field at the time, and they just did a fullback run right up the middle. It's one of your favorite Madden plays when you're down. Oh, yeah, fullback sneak. Yeah, that's exactly what they did, and he went in for the one-yard touchdown. Yeah, so, they, unfortunately, Bibbs still is just riding the hype train. Also, keep in mind that uh, Booker is day-to-day, and he's got a smile on his face, and he's probably going to – he's sore, but he's probably going to play. Booker is okay, Bibbs won't play, and I'm still looking for a running back. <laughs> um, the so, return of Des Bryant, he uh, he had a hell of a game. It started off slow for the guy. It did. It ended. It ended. He had a good game. Uh, I believe he had like nine or ten targets. Uh, for he had four catches, hundred thirteen yards, uh, one touchdown. His longest play of the game was in the first first half, where he had a fifty three yard touchdown catch, or not touchdown catch. Excuse me, uh, just a fifty three yard completion. Do you? Can you even believe people are talking about possibly putting Tony Romo back in? I. I don't see it. Um, Dak Prescott, he's gotten them to a six and one record. They're three and one at home. They're two and one on, uh, two and oh on the road. Why would you bench him? It makes no sense. For what? Somebody to go in there, Tony Roman to go in there and get hurt again? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. He, it's not, so if they were, if they had a really good record, but it was despite Dak Prescott, that'd be one thing. Yep. But he doesn't turn the ball over much. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over at all. Well, he has already. He did this game. Yeah, he had. He, so he's had two turnovers so far this year. So, so like I, said, I think he, he anybody turn. will take that. Well, unless you're a Patriots fan or a Saints fan or Saints, because you know if you're a Saint, you fumble. Um, you well, what benched. I'm saying, Tom Brady hasn't. So no Patriots quarterback this year has thrown an interception, but Tom Brady has been straight up the best thing this year. Yeah, since he's come back. So let me ask you this. Uh, 
do you think missing so Tom Brady missed the first four games of the season due to a suspension? Do you think somebody who misses a quarter of the season should be eligible for MVP? It's going to be tough because they were what were they? They were three and one, three and one without him, and. Since he's come back, they've done nothing but stump people. Uh, I think he sh- well, on the pace he's on now, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions, um, 1,300 yards in, what, four games? Yep. 1,300 yards in four games, uh, passer rating of 133.9, which is 20 points higher than his next best, or his next competitor. Now, he's played the Browns in there. He's played, you know, he played the Bills. Um, but yeah, I think so. He's going to play 12 games, you know, if he was injured in no, his four games. So no player in NFL history has ever won MVP by only playing 12 games in a 16-game a season. Has anybody statistically... The the closest was um, playing 13 of the 16 games. And I forget who that was. It was something I, was, I heard it on... Um, uh, ESPN first take with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. Uh, they were talking about it, and they said they said that uh, no no player had ever won MVP after missing quarter of the season. It just didn't happen. And I'm trying to think right now who who you would put at MVP over Tom Brady. Derek Carr is in the discussion. Uh, I don't know if he's in the discussion or not. I mean, he had a 500-yard game. I, I think we're living in the moment more so than what he's done all season. Well, all season. I mean, he's has, been good this season, but I don't know if he's been MVP good. So as of right now, he has 2,300 yards. Uh, so he's at 290 yards a game. He has 17 touchdowns and three interceptions. So the other person you could talk about is Matt Ryan. Yeah. Who's had 19 touchdowns and four interceptions. Can we say the... Denver defense is the MVP or the Vikings defense is the MVP. Like not one particular player on the defense, just the whole unit in general. That is the MVP. Honestly, if we're going with actual MVP, I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger because Pittsburgh is absolutely dreadful without him. Eh, So, so I would, you know, you have Tom Brady who is playing amazing 12 touchdowns, he's only seven touchdowns back, and he's missed half of the games. He has zero interceptions, but his team was 3-1 and one without him. That team is good without him. Yeah, no, they are. Um, they, they definitely are. But Ben Roethlisberger's team is god-awful without him. Did they win last week? They did not. That's right. Well, the, did they beat the Dolphins? So they lo- the Steelers lost to the Dolphins... The Steelers lost the following week to the Patriots, and then they were on a bye week. Okay, but so they, so they lost to the Patriots without Ben Roethlisberger. So they were zero and two when since Roethlisberger was hurt, and I'm counting the Dolphin game. That's fine. Um, That's respectable. They're zero and two since they've had to turn Landry Jones in one way, shape, or form, um, or had a gimpy Ben Roethlisberger for most of the game. And if you go back to last year when he was hurt, uh, they had a terrible record too. I don't have it in front of me, but. Um, they're just a bad team without him. So Ben Roethlisberger averages, and this is just complete games that he's played. Uh, we won't, we won't toss in the statistics for the Dolphins games. He averages a little over one interception per game. 
so far this year of games that he's played from start to finish. I don't know if I can say that would be, I mean, turnovers are a large part of the game. And if you average one per game, I mean, you've got 16 touchdown passes and that's including the stats in the Dolphin game. Let me take out the stats of the Dolphins game. So you got 15, you got 15 touchdowns, but you got six turnovers. That's barely two to one. It's a little over two to one. I don't know. I can consider that as MVP caliber. And I know how different the team is without him. But you could say that other than like a Tom Brady or maybe a Drew Brees, um, maybe Aaron and Rodgers, you take those quarterbacks, that caliber quarterback off those teams and they're going to look crappy as well. But I think Roethlisberger, and I just kicked the table. Hashtag, um, hashtag, hashtag bad at podcasting. Um I don't think Roethlisberger is anywhere even remotely close to an MVP candidate. So who are you? Uh, who are you taking? Like I would, I would like to see a defensive unit. Just it say won't, it won't. It be, won't be. Need, no, it won't. It'll probably. It'll probably be an individual player. And if I had to give it to an individual player as of this moment, going into Week Nine, I would, I would probably have to give it to David Johnson. Interesting. Yeah, I think you thought I was going to go quarterback. No, I, no, I was struggling to find a running back. He is—he's probably the best running back in the game. Correction, he is the best running back in the game. He's probably the best running back in the game. He is the best running back in the game. He's their whole offense because Carson Palmer. Absolutely, been he is. He is ab. So David Johnson on the year, he's got seven hundred five yards, eight rushing touchdowns. 35 receptions for 407 yards. That's insane. We're, we're, we're hitting the halfway point of the season. He's already over 1,100 total yards. And he's got six touchdowns. Or excuse me, eight touchdowns. He does everything. So let me pull this back up. I don't know. Let's see. What's DeMarco Murray got? There's not been one game this year that David Johnson has not had over 100 total yards. Not one. Let's see. DeMarco Murray has 756 yards rushing. And... DeMarco Murray has 756 yards rushing, rushing, six touchdowns, 28 receptions for 197 yards and two touchdowns. So he's a good bit behind in receiving. Uh, uh, more than a good bit. David like Johnson has yards. doubled him. I would have to give it to David Johnson hands down. So let me ask you this, and, and we're going to have to get to the games here because we're, we're joining on and on about stuff that's not the games. But Exactly. Rookie of the year in the NFC, Zeke Prescott. We can throw Wentz in there, but... I wouldn't put Wentz in that conversation. No, no, Not after the last couple of games, no. So, Zeke or Prescott? I'm going to give it to... If he plays the rest of the season... And isn't suspended for hitting somebody? Well, okay, so my fantasy teams hope he is suspended. Personally, I don't think he will be. With that said, if he plays the rest of the season and he doesn't get replaced by Tony Romo, I'm going to give it to the quarterback, Dak Prescott. It's a lot harder to be the quarterback of a championship caliber team than it is to be the running back. The quarterback is the coach on the field. He's the one who makes the train go. He handles the ball more than any other player on that team. So I would have to give the MVP, or not, excuse me, I would have to give rookie of the year to the quarterback, to Zach, to, to Zach Prescott. It'll depend for me on how many yards Zeke ends up with. Right now he's the leading rusher in the NFL. Yep. So for me, it's going to end up boiling down to how many yards. If he has a 1,600, 1,700-yard season and Zeke's 
just average stats. You know, he. You mean Dak? Yeah, and Dak is sorry. Okay, and Dak's just got average because right now, um, Dak's kind of middle of the pack. He's played well. He doesn't turn the ball over, but for yards and intercept or yards and touchdowns, he's middle of the pack. Yep. So if Zeke, especially if Zeke leads the NFL in rushing, has which I think he will, has like a fifteen hundred yard season. I'd give it to Zeke, but either way, Dallas wins, right? Yeah, I mean. The, the future in Dallas is really bright. Uh, today was the NFL trade deadline, and I know that there was some rumblings that Dallas may trade Tony Romo, and I don't know how I feel about them not making that trade. Um, I, I'd feel, well, from a Dallas point of view, I'd feel pretty good about it. Honestly, I, I back up quarterbacks, and if anybody knows it's Dallas, backup quarterbacks are a premium. Now yes, you, you, yes, they are. <laughs> plus, I also think they'd have to eat a whole bunch of Tony's salary if they actually did trade him. And at this point in the season, the only teams lo- who's looking for a quarterback, the the Browns do, do do what the Patriots did, send them to the Browns. What was the <laughs> what was that guy's name? Jamie Collins. Okay, Jamie Collins. Brutal. Went to bed six and one <laughs> on the best team. What we would consider, well, I would consider probably the most <laughs> complete and best team in the NFL. Went to bed six and one. Woke, woke up, up zero and seven. seven. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> And Bill Belichick looked in his locker room and said, "Anybody else want more money?" Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. They, I, I read earlier today that uh, he wanted Von Miller type money, and Bill Belichick said, "Okay, go, you okay, can, you can you have can, it. You, you can, can have get, it from the Browns. Yeah, you can get your Von Miller type money from Cleveland. You just, <laughs> you can get your Von Miller money. You just can't get it from me. Exactly. And that's one reason I hate the NFL. They treat their players just so dirty." Just absolutely dirty. All right, so we've gone we've gone way above and beyond last week. Yeah, we didn't even cover everything from last week, but we've covered enough. So let's get. Let's into not talk this. about the past. Let's talk about the future, Jason. Okay, reaching into Thursday's future, the first game is going to be the Falcons at the Buccaneers on Thursday night. Julio, I'm making. Julio, I'm making a giant prediction here. This is my Julio. My lock of the week. <laughs> lock of the week. Even though Tampa has beaten the Falcons already this year, it was week one, back when there was hope. <laughs> um, the Tampa Bay Bucks are on their seventh running back of the year now. Uh, so glad I traded him when I did. So, um, And their whole defensive line is injured still. And well, they, they got, weren't that good to begin with. They got McCoy back last week, didn't they? They did. They got McCoy back. Uh, it didn't help. It didn't help. No, and there's that's that's the their biggest problem is they have zero pass rush. Their corners can only hold out. Any corner can hold, only hold out for so long. That and I, I mean, he looks good. Uh, Hargraves, his his future is bright, but uh, he's still a rookie cornerback. And they and they have him playing so far off. And they got Brent Grimes. And all you need to know about Brent Grimes is he was cut by the Dolphins. That's all you need to know. I don't think he was cut by the Dolphins. Yeah, he was a free agent, wasn't he? Oh, no, they cut no, him. No, they were okay, but they cut him because his his because of wife, his wife, all yeah. the baggage that she uh that wasn't she brings, but wasn't he wasn't a, that good anyway. That wasn't a talent issue. No, Grimes Grimes plays pretty well. It's just he wasn't that good. Trust me. Anytime, I watched him all last year. I think I probably could have put a hundred yard game on him. Anytime, uh, anytime you give. An NFL quarterback as much time as the Bucks are giving quarterbacks, they're going to complete for 500 yards and 70 passes. All right, so 
Uh, so my over, lock of the week is the Falcons at Tampa, uh, beating Tampa. Over under for Matt Ryan on this game, three hundred and fifty yards passing. Over, I'll go three ninety two. Three ninety two. Three ninety two and three touchdowns. And the only reason it's three touchdowns is because they're going to run it a couple times. And because Julio's going to get me too. All right. So, so my lock of the week is Tampa, Georgia. I'm assuming, or I mean, sorry, my lock of the week is the Falcons, George. I'm assuming you're taking the Falcons. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Falcons. Give this me, one's this give one's me the birds. A super no brainer. Next game on the schedule is even more of a no brainer than the Falcons versus the Bucks, and the next one up is the Cowboys at the Cleveland Browns. And uh, I don't have anything to say about this. You know why? It's the Browns. It's because Dallas is playing the Browns. So, how cool would it have been if Dallas actually traded Romo to the Browns and then go to Cleveland and actually play Romo this week? That would be pretty amazing. He'd just be another injury in their long string of quarterback I want, injuries. I want to see the meme where they add Romo to the bottom of the, the jersey of the list of quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Browns have had like 12 quarterbacks so far this year. Actually, I think they've had, I think they're on their fifth or sixth, but we're going to go with 12 because oh. it sounds, it, it just sounds like it's more realistic. They're starting to, some of them are starting to get healthy again. So they're cycling back through them. McCown played this last week. Yeah. So, all right. So that game's a no brainer. It's not a lock because. No, think, it, it's a lock. I mean, it's not our lock, but it's a lock nonetheless. If, if you. Haven't listened to any of these up until now. Just know we will never pick the Browns to win. Nope. At least this season. I made that mistake once. You did. The very first game of the season. I, I liked their offense. I thought their offense would be okay. And RG3 went out and pulled an RG3. Josh Gordon went out, pulled out a Josh Gordon. And the whole team is nothing more than a dumpster fire. <laughs> I do have recording of you saying that they were going to be an improved team. You know what? Honestly, I thought they would be. My mistake for believing in Cleveland. So, do they go 0 and 16? No. No? Nope. All right. Okay. I so. think they will. I honestly believe they will get two wins. I don't know where those two wins are going to come from. I think they end up 2 and 14. Hold on. This is going to break from everything I've ever talked about Cleveland Browns just because I say we're never going to talk about them. So, if, I, if we do have any Browns fans. There's is, no such thing. Trust th- me. This no, they they have a loyal following. Um, Unfortunately, that is actually correct. So for for the Browns fans, this is your moment in the sun here on the show because we are going to talk about your shitty team here for a minute. We are going to go over the remaining Browns schedule, and you can pick your win. Oh God, Cowboys. Oh hell no. At Ravens. No. Steelers. Big Ben back. I want to say yes just because I want to piss Chris off, but no. Giants. No. Bengals. No. Bills. Possibly. Chargers. Home or away for the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are away. No. Steelers. No. There's not two wins there. There might be. Okay, so I'll go back to that Chargers and say possibly. I didn't realize they had that many division games left. They have the absolute possibility of going 0-16. Yeah, they do. They really do. So... Okay, um, so Browns fans, there was your moment, and it was just to shit on you some more. So <laughs> I apologize. I don't really apologize. No, this is suck. this is what you have to look forward to. Well, nothing. 
and and take this for what it's worth because I'm a Buccaneers fan. So and there's, I'm a Dolphins there's fan. only so few teams I can shit on, and this is one of them. Yeah, same here because we beat them. So, all right. So the next game is Detroit at Minnesota. So originally I took Detroit to win this game. I thought they were going to be an upset. I am since going to change my pick and go back to the Vikings. And the reason why I say that is because I seen a stat that said that that the, the the Lions are just terrible on the road. They're they're brutal. They have they're one three so far this season away from their stadium. I don't think they're going to win this one on the road. Uh, I completely agree. I I actually did the same thing. I I thought the Lions because I think the Vikings are starting their steep decline. That defense. While it's amazing, it's showing cracks, and that offensive line can't protect anybody, and they can't run behind it, especially when they don't have Adrian Peterson. So, it's it's with a heavy heart that I have to pick the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings are at home. Um, you don't know if you're going to get Jarek McKinnon back. Um, Matt Alciata struggled, in my opinion, last night against the Bears. The Bears aren't a terrible defense, but they're not great. Unlike the Lions, who are just a terrible defense. So even if McKinnon doesn't come back, I expect Asiata have a much better game. I don't think, I think that defense is going to give the Lions all types of trouble. If I have any Lions outside of Theoretic, I'm benching them. Well, that's the only reason you're saying that is because you have theoretically no, no other lines. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that because I own theoretic in a couple of leagues. I'm saying that because he's the only one I would actually play. Golden Tate and Marvin Jones are too up and down for me. There's no consistency there. Marvin Jones started out really, really hot, and he has since fizzled. And Golden Tate started out fizzling, and now he's become super productive. You don't know what you don't know what you're going to get from either one of them on any given game. You don't know. There's just no consistency. And going up against a defense like the Vikings, the only thing I know that's going to be consistent is Theoretic, and that's why I, he's the only person I would play. All right. So or have any faith in? Excuse me. Our next game is going to be the Jaguars at Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, this one should be a Kansas City easy victory. Blake Bortles is going to go for 400 yards in the fourth quarter alone when they're down 37-7. to Kansas City didn't have a good game last week, really. Most of that was Alex Smith uh, had suffered a concussion. Two concussions. I I don't think he got two con- So here's... The league, so he the was league, diagnosed with one. The league really needs to look into the fact that they let him back on the field. I agree completely. But, I don't think he should have come back in that game. Um... And then Spencer Ware diagnosed with a concussion. Yep. Um, and Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles is on IR. IR. But here's the thing. The Jaguars. And you said here's the thing. I did. The Jaguars have quit on Gus Bradley. I, quitting is a, uh, they haven't quit, but they just, they aren't playing hard. Well, and Jacksonville did make a move. They did fire their offensive coordinator. I don't think that's going to help. Can their offensive coordinator. And. Blake Bortles also brought in some quarterback coach. Then he did that on his own. It wasn't even something that the team brought in for him. 
So it looks like he actually wants to try to be good. But here's here's the problem. He's not. What week are we in? Week eight. You know, no, when, week nine. Excuse you me. You know when you bring in a quarterback's coach? In the offseason. Before the games start. You don't wait until the ninth week of the season to bring in a quarterback's coach to teach you how to throw. Yeah. You in don't, your third, what is it, fourth season? I think it's his... Third or fourth. Third or fourth, yeah. So, so in your third or fourth season, you wait... I think it's his third. You wait until midway through the season to bring in a quarterback's coach to teach you how to throw the ball. Yeah, I, I want to wait till my third season, the middle of the season, to bring in a quarterback coach to help me with my terrible mechanics. My mechanics. And I, I honestly haven't sat down and watched him throw too much. And he was on Thursday night, and it was the only thing on TV. So I sat and watched his mechanics. That wind-up is, is terrible. Everything they said about Tim Tebow's wind-up is... Tim Tebow has a great wind-up when you compare it to Blake Bortles. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tim Tebow could come in and teach him a thing or two. Um, the the other thing that happened in this in this last game is their running defense was awful. They allowed DeMarco Murray 120 yards. They allowed Henry 60 yards. They gave up 180 yards on the ground from those two. Um, and in contrast, they can't run the ball at all. Portals nope. was their leading rusher. He only had 22 yards. They can't run. They get run on. Yep. They, their passing game is only good when teams have already let off the gas. This game's pretty easy to pick. I'm picking the Chiefs, so it's George. Yep, we're both taking the Chiefs. That's So far, we've had a couple of no-brainer picks on this. Now watch. Fucking Jackson will show up and actually be a decent-looking team That's how it coming off their bye week. That, that's They didn't have a bye week. Or, well, okay. Coming off it their, wasn't a bye week, but I mean, it was an extended time off. Yeah, they had Thursday, Friday. Yeah. They had fr- Well, they took Thursday off, even though they played, and then they had Friday, Saturday. <laughs> so technically, they're coming off a bye week. <laughs> We're just going to go through the motions this week, folks. <laughs> um, We're really not trying to play the Titans. So next we have the Jets visiting the Dolphins. This is my team. And I am going to let George talk at length about this because it's his team, but I'm just going to say that I'm taking the Dolphins. We're both taking the Dolphins on this. Miami has a run game. Arian Foster, who I was on the record from the very beginning, I did not want anywhere near this team because he was going to stunt the growth. Of Kenyon Drake and JJ. Listen, JJ's had back to back games with 200 yards. I don't think that that w- So the 200 yards, I, I don't think, you know, he's a 200 yard back every game. Okay. I don't believe that. Personally, I'm not a fan of a Jay. I don't think he's going to stick around very long. But I don't think it's a coincidence that he has two back to back games when Brandon Elbert, Laramie Tunsil, and Marquise Pouncey are all back. That's not an accident. That is an offensive line that can actually run block and pass block. You got two guys who are former pro bowlers and you get in Laramie Tunsil, who was considered to be the best offensive lineman in the draft last year, who the only reason he fell to Miami was because of a gas mask. Miami's line, as long as they could protect Tannehill when he drops back and give him more than two seconds to throw the ball, and Miami can have somewhat of a consistent run game, I think they're going to be hard to deal with. The defense is going to get a little bit more rest now because they're not going to be on the field as much, and come the third and fourth quarter, they're not going to be gassed. I'm going to take the Dolphins in this game, and I think we get I think we get right, and I think we get back to 4-4. Four four. I think we get back to 500 this week. 
That was my rant on the Dolphins. I think more than the Dolphins getting right, I think the Jets, they're three and five. They're headed in the wrong direction. They are. They barely beat the, as we talked about previously, they barely beat the Browns. Uh, the Browns aren't a very good team. So <laughs> Miami barely beat the Browns. Well. <laughs> but we were, like I've been saying all along. So I'm a huge line guy. I like having a big offensive line and a big defensive line. And Miami, their line. So if you look at the Miami Dolphins line, they've spent a lot of early draft picks on linemen. There's a lot of first round and second round draft pick talent on that offensive line. The problem is, is they've always been injured and they haven't been able to put it together. Getting back Brandon Albert and Pouncey and Laramie Tunsil were huge for this line. Um, I think we're actually going to see a much improved uh, Miami Dolphins going forward. And Aaron Foster, take your broke flag kneeling ass into the retirement home. Thank you. Our next game, after we both picked the Dolphins, is the Eagles at the Giants. Another division game. Seems This one seems like a toss-up to me because I can't tell from week to week whether either of these teams is any good. Yeah, uh, there's... You, I can't get a read on either one. I literally just clicked on my ESPN pigskin pick them and changed it from the giant from the Eagles to the Giants. <laughs> right as I'm doing this podcast, how many just, how many times are you going to go back and change that? Uh, well, it's going to be on record after I'd say who I won, which I just said Giants. Yeah, so, that, that's who I have is winning as well. Um, so now I'm on record. I can't go back and change it. I, I technically I can. Well, but. I mean, so we've always had the the disclaimer: we're recording on a Tuesday. If it comes out later on in the week, freaking Odell Beckham pulls a hamstring in practice and he's out, don't think I'm not going on there and changing my shit to Philadelphia because I am. If it comes out that that kicking net was a female and he gets arrested for domestic abuse, um, I, I, I'm going to change go my shit. Change yeah. it, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so right now I have I have the Giants not because I have this great feeling about the Giants. It's not. It's not because you're confident. No. No, apparently, because I, like I said, just literally changed it as I was looking at the game to tell you who was our next game. Most of that's because they're at home. That's the only reason I have. I, it's literally a pick em game. This is a game. It, it wouldn't surprise me if the Eagles win. It wouldn't surprise me if the Giants win. I think they're both evenly matched teams. Um, I think New York has a, an advantage at the quarterback position. I think that the Eagles have an advantage of the, at the defensive position. So, I mean, I don't... It, you know who's going to determine the outcome of this game? And it's going to sound cheesy. I believe it'll be Carson Wentz. And and he's been on the decline the last couple games. Either they're getting tape on him, which I'm not that big a... Um, uh, tape, I think, is overrated. I don't think tape is overrated. But... Because when you watch the tape, you can see tendencies. And especially with young rookie quarterbacks tendencies is not something that just go away. They're, they're there and they're there for a reason. And if you can start to pick up on them, then it gives you an advantage. I think he's played tougher talent recently. Oh, I agree with that. Um, and I think that's kind of exposed him a little bit. So, uh, But Wentz is on a down, downward slope. Uh, so I, I just feel like the Giants. Yeah. I mean, this is neither one of us feel great picking this game. But I'm, a, I'm we're both in agreement. We're gonna take the Giants. Uh, the next game on the docket is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens. Yet again, another division game. 
Uh, I've got the Steelers only, let's preface it with saying Roethlisberger's back. Yep. If he does not play, I I reserve the right to change my pick as well. So, if it's going to be Landry Jones, guess what? I'm changing to Baltimore. I see the Steelers as only slightly better than the Browns with Roethlisberger not around. I think Landry Jones is better than any quarterback on no. the Browns. I disagree. I think McCown's better than Landry Jones. I, I do too. I was just being sarcastic. Okay, okay yeah. I, so I think Landry Jones couldn't even start on the Browns when all their other quarterback options are injured. Yeah. So so that being said, I've got the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger's back. They just had a bye week to get all their other nagging injuries kind of healthy. That's the benefit of having a bye week later on in the season. Um, the Ravens, it's one of those preconceived notions. It's not like they've been a bad team this year. They just haven't been a good team. But I went into the season thinking they're not a good team. And for- Well, we went into the year not knowing what they were going to do at running back, not knowing what they were going to do at receiver. Uh, their defense has holes, and they're getting up there in age, and they're not the dominant defense that you would associate with the Ravens. Um, so let me ask you a question, George. Go ahead, Jason. What are they doing at running back? Still have no idea. What are they doing at wide receiver? <laughs> Still have no idea. <laughs> so that 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 kind of tells you all you need to know about exactly. the Ravens. Look, uh, to let my they're doing down. Terrence West and uh, uh, Kenneth Dixon, Who? isn't it? Terrence West, yeah, and yes. who's the rookie? Is it Dixon? It's Dixon. Okay, that's that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure I was right. So the next game we have is actually my upset, and I don't know how big of an upset it is, but. The Panthers at the Rams, 4 o'clock game, I have the Rams. That's not an upset. So looking at the picks and pick them, the bulk of the people, the higher percentage of people pick the Panthers to win by a wide margin, which is the only reason I'm considering it an upset. Well, that's because they're still thinking these are the same Panthers from last year. They did come out and put it on the Cardinals this week. Who? The Cardinals. Exactly. Yeah, Cardinals have been an up and down year, but we can yeah. get to them later. So, what 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 happened there is the Carolina Panthers defense actually showed up last week. Uh, they did have a defensive touchdown, and they got all over Carson uh, Carson Palmer. And I mean, not to say that they can't do it again against the Rams. They against the Rams, yeah, they they easily could. I want to see it before I believe it, though. Uh, I mean, I just I'm not I don't believe. So I didn't believe their defense was as bad as it's been playing. I don't believe all of a sudden that after one game they're as good as they were last week. And them winning by so big is kind of it's kind of a false thing because looking at the stats, Newton barely completed half of his passes. He only had 212 yards. Yeah, I mean uh, it's he did run for 43 on his own. He has complained to the refs. And you know what? I think it's totally valid. I I, I was going to bring that up. Um, I was going to ask you how you felt about him complaining about the refs. I agree. I think he has total valid points um, with complaining about the hits. Now, with that said, the NFL did a, a study. And th- again, this is something I, I, I took off of uh, ESPN First Take. Drew Brees, Carson Palmer... And Aaron Rodgers have all technically had hits that were late that should have been flagged. The numbers that they should have been thrown flags for that didn't is greater than the amount Cam Newton has had. 
Here, here's what I'll say about but that. But none of them it's, are going out and complaining about it. You didn't hear this last year when he was dabbing all over the place and having fun, but because they're not winning and he's no longer having fun, his words, not mine, um, I think that's why you're seeing all the complaining about the hits and whatnot. Now, some of them are valid points. Like when the, when he played against the uh, Broncos, dude, there was hits that absolutely should have been flagged. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So the the hits that you see Drew Brees take are light slaps to the head. And they're late, but, you know, somebody pushes a defensive lineman's arm up and it touches the side of a helmet and it does or doesn't get called. And those are the calls you typically see against Drew Brees that either go or don't go in his favor. I've, I watch a lot of the Saints games, being that they're in the NFC South. Yep. Um Probably watch a lot of Panthers games. There's too. a lot of late. There's right. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of late hits, but the, he doesn't get hit as hard, and it's probably just because. Now, how many of those is he standing back in the pocket, just getting popped? Versus how many is he scrambling out of the pocket and gets popped outside the pocket? Well, see, because once he see... leaves the pocket, technically, he is considered a runner. Because he has that threat of running the ball. Now, I think they still protect the quarterbacks outside the pocket as long as they're not past the line of scrimmage. I think... Now, you can't... I think you the, the rules about going after his legs, I believe, change, but you still can't go helmet to helmet like he's a running... Well, you can't go helmet... You're not supposed to go helmet to helmet on anyone. Well, but running backs, that's it's not 100% true. You're not supposed to spear, like, lead with the crown of your helmet, but helmet to helmet happens all the time with running backs. Yeah, it, and And they... It's not called, especially not. Yeah, but that's initiated by the running back as well. It's totally, so, it's totally different. Sometimes, but again, most they, of the time, they protect. They still protect the quarterback outside the pocket, behind the line of scrimmage, because he can still throw. And you see a lot of those hits there, and I'm talking about the hard ass hits to his helmet, the late hits to him. I don't know. It it seems more brutal, especially this year with Cam, especially that first game. This last game was another one. And not even late, not even just late hits, but down around his ankles. The the stuff that like that put Tom Brady out. Well, so the NFL has encouraged. That's why you're seeing a lot of these these injuries happen. Uh, the NFL has encouraged people to hit low. Not against quarterbacks. Not there's, against quarterbacks. No, but just rule. just in general, they 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 would rather see you hit somebody in the knee, and and and, and take out a knee. Then hit somebody high and 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 cause a concussion. You're right. I but again, not against the quarterback. There's like there's a specific rule that prevents you from going between the knee and the ankle area. Oh yeah, I know. Diving against the quarterbacks, and that was put in place after Tom Brady went out for that season. Of course, it's Tom Brady. We have to protect him at all costs, guys. He, he he's is, he's the best quarterback in NFL history. He's at least the best in the league this year. I okay. We'll continue. The next game is the New York Saints the New York, at the New, oh the, New the York next Saints. game is <laughs> the Saints have moved. They did. It's the New Orleans Saints at the San Francisco Forty ers Yes, our next game is the New Orleans Saints Against at the, the San, San Francisco Forty Niners. <laughs> the San Francisco San Browns. Francisco Browns. <laughs> Dude, if the Browns and the Niners played this year, oh, that'd be brutal. I wouldn't even take free tickets to that game. It'd be a tie. It probably would be. Um, this is my lock of the week. Um, I'm taking the Saints on the road at San Francisco. I, I 
don't, this is a, just a really bad, bad, terrible, nasty, disgusting, crappy San Francisco 49ers team. That's all I got to say. It's the 49ers. This is not your dad's 49ers. They're terrible. Give me the Saints. This is a lock. Yeah, I think Drew Brees is going to carve up this defense. Uh, they won't even have to run the ball, even though there's a little bit of turmoil in that back. It doesn't field. matter. They they weren't planning on running the ball anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Saints for me as well. Although, I will be on the record. Mark Ingram gets a rushing touchdown this week. I think he'll get a rushing touchdown this week. And he won't fumble. Oh, he won't fumble. He will not fumble, and he'll get a rushing touchdown. There you go. All right. So the next game is going to be the Colts at the Packers. And this is my upset of the week. So I've been on record. I'm not a big fan of the Colts. I don't think they have a very good defense. I think their offensive line is absolutely terrible. Uh, the only player they have worth a damn at all on defense is Vontae David. Um, But I'm going to pick them to go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. I do not have that outcome. I actually have the Packers. The only thing I can say is Aaron Rodgers against the Falcons got right. And now they're playing the Colts. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. So Rodgers went 28 for 38 on the day. Only 246. He had 60 yards rushing as well. But he also had four touchdown passes. He was their leading rusher. He was, because they have nobody else. They have no running backs at all. Their, their, their second leading rusher was a guy by the name of Ripkowski. Who? Exactly. Um, but without Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson went four catches, 94 yards. Devontae Adams had 12 catches for 74 yards. It's just, they're going to have a big offensive game. I think they're going to have a, a big offensive game. I think the Colts are also going to have a big offensive game. The, the Green Bay Packers defense is good against the run, but they're terrible against the pass. And if you look at the Indianapolis Colts and the way that they're built, they have some resemblance of a run game with Frank Gore, but they're built for passing. That's what they want to do. Uh, they went out and spent first-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick on wide receivers. They didn't address the defense. They didn't address their offensive line. They didn't address – the only position they addressed was their wide receivers. They want to throw the ball. They've got uh, the tight end Doyle. Um, Moncrief is back. T.Y. is is back there. I think they're just going to throw the ball all over Green Bay's defense. And their defense, Green Bay's defense can be passed on. Um, their best cornerback is on the IR. They've got guys that they signed off the street right now playing the position of cornerback. I think Luck's going to pick them apart. So everybody keeps talking about Moncrief, Moncrief, Moncrief. Is, is he any good this year? Well, I think he's only played, what, three games this year? Okay, how did he do in those three games? Uh, do we I, know? I'd have to look. I know he had a touchdown last week. I know he looked pretty good last week. Um, He's played three games. He has 11 receptions. I think he got injured in the second game, so, so his, he has, the stats are, are kind of skewed. He has 114 total yards, so even if it's two games, that's 50 yards a game. I, I just don't know when he, we're going to stop saying, okay, Moncrief's going to be something special because right now oh i don't think he's gonna be something special i think he's a good secondary wide receiver um i like the fact that he is so ty hilton is your deep threat on that offense uh moncrief is more your possession receiver he's the one that you're gonna throw the ball to to move the move the chains 
excuse me, uh, he's the one you're going to look for uh, in the red zone, being that he's so goddamn tall. The problem, the problem with it is, even if you took the third game out and say, okay, he didn't catch anything in the third game, and I don't have game by game stats. I just have for the for some reason I just have the. No, I'm I'm pulling up the game by game stats right now. Okay, so he he only has 11 total catches. So even if it's two games, you say he's the guy who moves the chains. That means he's caught the ball five and a half times so, a game. First game, he had seven targets, six receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Okay, so that's good week one. Yep. Then he got injured the second week. Okay. Then last week, he had nine targets, four receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. So so a week he was healthy, he had four catches. Hey, Des Bryant was healthy. He had four catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Well, that's great. Don't 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 knock the amount of catches he had. Well, but you just said he's the possession guy. He's yep. the move the chain guy. Four times is not moving the chains. Forty yards. I also really said. I also said he's the guy you're going to look for in the red zone. You you can't and, and you also he, can't and he did and he got a touchdown. You also can't compare him to Des Bryant. Even no, though it's four catches. I'm not. I'm not comparing. But even though it's four catches, there's a. Des Bryant had no, how many yards? How many yards did Des Bryant have this week? He had 113. How many but yards does Dante comparing Moncrief have 41. all season? Oh well, listen, <laughs> I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not comparing the talent of Des Bryant, who is a superstar, to Moncrief, who I said earlier is a very good secondary wide receiver. I'm not comparing the two at all. What I said is Moncrief is their possession receiver who helps move the chain. And he's their red zone guy when they get down in the red zone. I'm just saying they don't have wide and receivers. They have a wide receiver. They have two Dors- wide receivers. Dorsett's been disappointing. Dorsett, he's also been injured, but uh, you're right. And Moncrief has is, is been disappointing. Monc- well, he's been injured as well. And they have no targets, and the Packers are going to win. And that's why this is my upset of the week. The Colts go out, and they upset the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Right. Next game on the schedule is the Titans at the Chargers. Uh, Jason, hit me with some stats. I have the Chargers winning. Me too. But I'll give you a couple stats on, on the Titans from this last game. Mariotis came off his best game of the year. Yep. Went 18 for 22. Who were they playing? Jacksonville. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I had to put your stats in context. I had to let the people know, if just in case they forgot who... The, who the Titans play? You're right. He but he went 18 for 22, and and here's I watched a good bit of that game because it was Thursday. Yep. His throws were on target. Yep. The throw 40 plus yards to God uh, Delaney Walker. Yep. Delaney Walker, their number one wide receiver, dropped right into his hands 40 yards down the field. It, it was, was a, it, it was, was it beautiful. Thing of beautiful. It was beautiful, absolutely. Um, again, Murray had 123, Henry had 60, and I was surprised it was so low because when they put Henry in, they couldn't stop the guy. Yeah. He looked like Shaq playing against junior high players. Henry looked absolutely amazing. Um, if I was the Chargers, or no, I'm sorry, not the Chargers, although if I was the Chargers, I'd be really worried about that running attack coming at me next week. But if I was the Titans... I like the fact that they have Murray and Henry. I think this is given Henry. So we all agree Henry deserves. He should probably be starting. Problem is, is he's got DeMarco Murray ahead of him. And with the experience that DeMarco Murray has, 
I think it's actually going to benefit Henry in the long run that he's not the every down, every game starter at this point in his career. Well, the best. Thing- I think coming out next year, I think he'll be so much better because he didn't go out and get all the carries this year. He actually got to learn from a very good running back in DeMarco Murray. And I don't think it, it matters that he learned so much, but he had so much wear and tear. He's an Alabama running back. He had so many carries. He was getting 40, 40 carries a game in Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. Giving him a year where he's not carrying the full load, where he's... Yep. It's, it, it's going to do wonders for his career. That's better than anything else, because Nick Saban abuses running backs, and nobody more than Henry. You know why he abuses his running backs? Because he he's have- only got them for three years. Exactly. So his philosophy is, I will pound you into the ground for three years, and then you can go off to the NFL, and guess what? I'll have somebody come in right behind you, and I'll pound them into the ground for the next couple of years. I don't care, because I'm washing my hands of you. Um, Rivers had a bad game against Denver, but who doesn't? I would say, yeah, he, I mean, so one of his, so he had three picks. One of them was off the wide receiver's hands, so I don't think it's his fault. But he obviously he gets the credit for the interception. It just hit the wide receiver in the hands. It popped up and was was picked off. The other two were just bad throws. Well, one actually turned out to be miscommunication with one of his wide receivers. You know, the wide receiver kept going when he should have broke out of yeah, his route. Yep. So you know, really, only one of them were seriously were was was when you look at Philip Rivers and be like, "What were you thinking?" Um. He the other thing that's a little scary there though is he was only twenty for forty seven so he he wasn't even five he wasn't five hundred he was only nine for twenty three in the second half he had a ton of pressure which you're gonna get that playing the Broncos and that's that's gonna be the difference this week I will take Rivers against the Titans I'm concerned about the Titans run game against that Chargers defense um but at the same time I'm in agreement with you. Uh, I did take the Chargers over the Titans. All right. So, ne- next game is this is actually a game I'm, I I would say this right here, I am glad it's a Sunday night game. I am looking forward to this game. I am extremely looking forward to this game. This is the game I'm looking forward to more than anything. Yes. It is the Cleveland Brown No, wait a sec. Sorry. This <laughs> It is the Denver Broncos versus the Oakland Raiders. That's that's a game you need to circle on the calendar for next week or this week because that's going to be a really good game. That offense versus that defense. Yep. Uh, George, where are you going? Hard to go against the Broncos. Um, I like the Raiders a lot. I like what they're doing. Uh, Amari Cooper is a really good wide receiver. Uh, Michael Crabtree is the number one wide receiver in that offense like I thought he would be this year. I think next year the roles get flipped. Even though Cooper had the bigger day, Crabtree has been the most consistent wide receiver in that offense. So I would put him at the number one. He's also been the guy they've targeted. If you watched any of the Bucks game, which I he's, don't know he, why you would, but if you had he's watched got, it. He's got Carr's trust is what it is. He's he's the guy when they get down into the red zone or down um, on the goal line and and they're looking to pass, he's the guy they look to almost almost every time. Yep. He's tall, and he's got great hands. And he's talented. That's why he was drafted in the first round at the 10th pick. So A lot of people forget that because he was buried 
in uh, San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick, who has fucking no skill whatsoever. So who do you have? I already said it's hard for me to go against the Broncos. I can't do it. I like the Raiders. I like their offense. I like the Broncos defense a lot more. I do believe defense wins championships. Give me the give me the Broncos. I am taking the Raiders. Wow. That you didn't tell me that. That's shocking. Uh Jack. now hold on, hold on. I have to know. Yeah. And not only do I have to know, but the people need to know. Yep. Is it because your toenails are gonna match the team colors? They will match the team colors. It's not because of that. <laughs> it's more that um it's more that Jack's got big balls. Uh no, it's it's a lot because Oakland's at home and I think they'll play better at home than they will. Although they are a good road team this year, they've they've won Broncos have always been a good road team. Right. I just I, it's hard for me to go against that that Denver defense. I, I I have nothing but respect for Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense. I think it's going to be very hard for Derek Carr to get going against that those wide receivers. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more running this game because you can actually run on the Broncos. I think Latavius Murray will have a, a, a decent game. I don't think you're going to get a good game from either Cooper or Crabtree. I think Derek Carr's not looking forward to this week. Uh, I just, I, I, so what do the Raiders do best? They pass the ball. What do the Broncos do best? They take away your pass. <laughs> Give me the Broncos on that. Let me ask, since we're on this game, is there a better wide receiver duo than Crabtree and Cooper? Um, Put you on the spot, so there'll be some dead air here. No, I, I would say right now, and it's not by much, I would say no. Um, I think if Martavis Bryant was healthy, I would put Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant right there. Well, I'm, I'm putting... Them, I'm putting Cooper and Crabtree a slight notch above Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu. And I'd, I'd put them a, I'd put them a good bit above Julio Jones and Sanu. Now, Julio Jones is the one bringing that pair. Exactly. Up. That, that and you same know. thing with the with the duo in Pittsburgh. So I would you, say got, I, so in in Oakland you've got say a 60-40. So you and depending on which week it is, you've got Crabtree is 60% and and Cooper at 40% and then the next week it's 40% Cooper and then 60 or 40% Crabtree and 60%. In those two duos that you've talked about, it's like 80-20. No, no, it's 75-25. No, hold on, hold on. Seventy-five, twenty-five. Let me pull up Mohamed Sanu. You're not respecting the man. I don't respect that. I, I know you don't. I don't. I know you don't. But he's been very good this year. Um, and let me say, Sanu's only been as good as he's been because they give so much attention to Julio Jones. That doesn't make Sanu a great wide receiver. It means he's in one-on-one situations almost all the time. And you know what? His... I'm not saying he's a great wide receiver, but he does take advantage of the opportunities. That's the sign of a good receiver. Um, this last week, he 10 targets, 9 catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Julio had an off week. Uh, Sanu stepped right up. The week before that, San Diego, Julio had a great game. Muhammad Sanu did not. Well, and that, At so Seattle, they both had a great game. But this is, this is my point. You, say, you said Sanu had a good game. 
this this last week, right? Mm-hmm. What coverage did they provide to Julio Jones this week? Because we talked about this. They triple teamed him. They had two two cornerbacks plus a safety over the top. It's really they were not letting they weren't letting Julio do anything. It's really easy to get wide open space when you triple team another wide receiver. But you know what? If he's not a good wide receiver, he doesn't get open. I'm not last saying- year. Roddy White or Leonard Hankerson would not have gotten open. I'm not saying he's a bad wide receiver, but what I'm saying is it's Julio Jones 75%, Sanu 25% in that in that tandem. I uh, so who would you take? Cooper or Sanu? I'm going to take Cooper based on talent. If you put Cooper on the other side of Jones. Oh my god. Right. Exactly. Who are you taking and forget the age, who are you taking, Crabtree or Sanu? The fact I got to think about that. I would take Crabtree. He is the better receiver. And if you put Crabtree but on the other side of Jones? I think Crabtree does exactly what he's doing right now. Which is more than Sanu. Uh, yes. So my point is they are both – both of them are heads and shoulders better than Sanu. Yeah, but you said wide receiver duos. Well, okay. So but- you're, you're, you're not giving – so you're just the the way you just described it though you take you you're completely taking Julio Jones out of the equation. Well, but what I'm saying is, in the other so those two guys are about even in talent and even in skill, and they're both really good. On the other hand, you've got Julio, Julio Jones, Jones who is who's great, amazing, and Mohamed Sanu who's really good, who's pretty good. No, he he's 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 better than pretty good. And Martavius Bryant, we can't even compare because what's the best ability? Availability. And he he's only available for pot. Yeah. Oh, Martavius Bryant. What so, is it with dudes getting high and just Pittsburgh. ruining their careers? All in Pittsburgh. Listen, you want to smoke weed? Great. I got no issue with that at all. But you know what? If your employer has an issue with it, you might not want to do it. I honestly think they should be able to get high. I listen until until the NFL comes out and says you can do this. I don't think you should because you know why you are behoven well, to your employer. Well, you're you're hundred percent. I mean, from, from if if, a you, if boss you're employer standpoint, if, right. if you're at the factory and they come out tomorrow and say, "Hey, you are no longer allowed to wear hats to work," are you showing up wearing a hat? Absolutely not. What why? You- because your boss said you can't do this. Kind of the same thing. <laughs> so we're on to our last game, and but, it is the last game of the season. And before we talk about the Bills and the Seahawks, let me go into this and say everybody is looking for a reason why the ratings are down for the NFL. You want to know why? Why? Because you've got games like the Bills and the Seahawks on, on prime time. Yeah. And, and it's every week. It's Every Thursday game sucks. So you know what I'm I'm looking forward to most about this game on Monday night? Not watching it. Oh, I won't watch it. I'll tell you that right now. I will not watch this game. But what I am absolutely looking forward to is two weeks ago there was video at the Bills game where they were taking shots and pouring it down this woman's ass crack, and the Bills player or Bills fans were taking the shots. Okay, somebody went out last week and said, "You know what? I can one up that." And they threw a dildo onto the field. I'm looking forward to see what the Bills fans are going to throw on the field this week or, or how they're going to top that. Here's the problem. It's in Seattle. It doesn't matter. They got Bills fans in Seattle. Maybe they're going to throw weed on the field. Good for them. <laughs> it's legal. I mean, 
You can bring it in the stadium. It's legal. Will Martavius Bryant be there to pick it up? No, but as of today, Percy Harvin will be there. Oh. Because he resigned with the Bills. They took him out of retirement and the Bills signed him. Will Marshawn Lynch be there to pick up that weed? Marshawn Lynch is there. Everybody knows this. He's only there so he doesn't get fined. <laughs> That's the only reason he is there, is so he does not get fined. And we have managed to go on for about two and a half minutes, and we have not even talked about this game. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably all we have to talk about. I'm taking I'm taking Seahawks. I, I think we're both going to take the Seahawks. I don't trust the Bills' offense. I don't trust the Bills' offense against Seattle. I don't trust the Bills' offense against Seattle in Seattle. I don't trust the Bills, and we can just stop it there. No, we, yeah, we can do that. So... That is our pickums for week nine of the NFL. You want to know the most depressing feeling I have right now? Knowing that you picked your team to lose? No, I do that almost every week. Okay. Except when we play the 49ers. Oh. No, the most depressing feeling I have is that we are about halfway through the season, which means we only about have about halfway more of these before there's no more NFL. I told you, if you want, we can sit down once a week after the NFL season and we can do hockey. We could do baseball. We could do soccer. We could do basketball. Can we do bowling? We can do tennis. We can do poker. We can do gymnastics. We can do whatever Jason wants. Okay. It's not so much about doing the podcast, although I love you people. No, it's po- about doing the podcast. It's, we love doing the podcast. It's but it's it's also about not having these games to watch and talk about and read about and and all this fun stuff. But it's the NFL. So, even in the off season, they will give you a reason to talk about them. They spread, yeah, they spread all their stuff off over throughout the whole week. I mean, after after this week, or not after this week, I'm sorry. Say when the regular season ends, then we've got the we've got the playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that, and then oh, we have the Pro Bowl. We got the Pro Bowl in Orlando, which we are going We're to. Going by the to way, go. we might record a podcast live from Orlando. That would be fun. We should do that, but uh. We, uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Well, then you have the... Oh, the NFL. Yeah, they, they, they spread everything out. Combine. You got the combine. You got the draft. I mean, free agency. Looking forward to that because Miami always wins free agency. Hands down, bar, bar none, we are the kings of free agency. That is undisputable. It doesn't translate on the field, but we win it every year. <laughs> so, but no, the NFL, they give you something to talk about. Um, and as much as we miss it during the off season and as much as we really do enjoy it during the season, it's the NFL. They're going to give you something to talk about. All right. So we are halfway again. We're halfway through the season or we're almost halfway through the season to put you on the spot. Who's winning the Super Bowl, George? Who do I want to win the Super Bowl or who do I think? Because there's probably two different answers. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Coming out of the AFC, I think it'll be the Broncos again. Coming out of the NFC, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. In the position they're in, you're still taking the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah. I think that's more so I'm going with my heart. I want to see Fitzgerald, who, by the way, if anybody doesn't like follow Larry Fitzgerald, he is probably one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. He is just an absolute great guy. Not that I've met him, but if I did, I would be still saying he's the, the one of the nicest guys I've ever met. But just the stuff that he does away from the football field, 
that he doesn't get enough credit for. He's an absolute nice guy. Um, I, I would love to see him get a ring. All right. How about you, Jason? I am going to have the Patriots. Of course. They're the best team in the league. They uh, are. They the Broncos. Broncos with C.J. Anderson is a better team than they are today. Um, and C.J. Anderson, I don't know. I think he went to IR, right? Yeah, he's on IR. So uh, the Broncos with Booker, we don't know. This is true. So, so I will take Tom Brady. But you know what? The Broncos had no run game last year, and they had a lame duck quarterback last year, and that defense carried them to a championship. They're not as good as they were last year. They're that, a good defense. Their that, secondary is great. Their linebackers aren't as good. Their defensive line isn't as good. Their defensive line isn't as good. They did lose um, one of their, their key players on their defensive line to the Jaguars, but I still think they're 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 good enough to... I think they're good enough to uh, to get to the Super Bowl. What they're going to need, though, is they're going to need home field advantage. I am taking... If so. they get home field advantage throughout the uh, AFC playoffs, they will beat New England again in Denver. And right now, New England's only got one loss, and Denver has two. I'm looking up the Patriots' remaining schedule, actually. I, that's what I figured. I am... I'll take them, and then I think... It's, to me, it's going to come down to between the Falcons... And the Cowboys. Nah, I don't think the Falcons have a chance. To be honest with you, well, their division. It's, it's, so they've got their division. They've got the, their division. I got. I get that. I still think once you hit the playoffs, the caliber of teams that you're going to have to beat are significantly better. And coming out of the NFC, you're going to have teams like Green Bay. Um, you're going to have teams like I said, the the, the Cardinals. Um, you're going to have teams like. Possibly Seattle, the Vikings. Um, you're just going to have teams that are so much better than what you're playing week in and week out. I don't trust the Falcons to make any noise, even though they're going to have a, they'll probably end up having a buy. Um, I just don't see, I don't see them winning. I'm not sold on the NFC West at the moment. Seahawks have a good record, but. Uh, they haven't. Their teams they've beaten aren't. They can only aren't that impressive. They no, you can only beat the teams on your schedule. Don't get me wrong. And and they're doing it with the hobbled Russell Wilson, who is still not. He still hasn't recovered from uh, that ankle injury, and they're still going out and just beating teams. Um. So I was going to say it's between the Cowboys and the Falcons for me. Uh, it's going to be hard for me to pick teams with a rookie running back and a rookie quarterback to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take the Falcons. So I'm have, I have the Patriots and Falcons. Uh, looking at the Patriots' remaining schedule, and this is going to be... They have the Seahawks on November 13th. Where's that game being played? At home. Okay. They have the at 49ers, at Jets, home against the Rams, home against the Ravens. Here's the big one, at Denver. That's going to be a huge game. And then versus the Jets. Look, I When see... do they play the Dolphins again? You missed the Dolphins game in there. No, they played... Haven't they played the Dolphins twice? Nope. Just once. Why is that not on my schedule? No, they've only played the Dolphins once, and that was week two. Trust me, my family would have let me know. 7-1, and one, October 2nd, they played... The, the week 17, they play at Miami. Why didn't it even... I don't know. They play at Miami week 17. I'll tell you right now, Miami's going to win that game. Hmm. 
the stupid schedule. All right, so, but I can see them winning most of these games. So I think the Seattle game will be tough, but I think they'll win that. San Francisco, they'll win that. At the Jets, I think that game will be tough only because it's a division rifle, but I still think they'll beat the Jets. 3-0. Yep. The the Rams, they'll beat the Rams. 4-0. The Ravens. 5-0. Yeah, they'll beat the Ravens. They're, I think Denver will win. 5-1. So I'm going to go back and change that. I think they're going to split with the Jets. I disagree. So I think the Jets will get week 12. Um, having to travel to San Francisco the week before, then you come back home, then you got to travel to the Jets where it's not that far of a travel. I get that. But it's still uh, two back-to-back road games. I'm going to give them week 12 at the Jets. I think the Jets will pull that one off. I think they'll go out and they'll lose at Denver. And then they will come out and just absolutely crush the Jets. It'll be a revenge game like nobody's business. And Tom Brady's just going to crush the Jets. And then I think they go down to Miami. And I think for the third or fourth year in a row, Miami will beat them in Miami. I think it's literally going to depend on whether or not the Patriots need that game. If the Patriots need the game, the Patriots win the game. I don't know, because they needed it last year, and they could not beat Miami. And Miami ended up causing... They beat the Patriots the last game of the season, and that gave the Broncos home field advantage throughout. I think the Patriots only lose maybe two games the rest of the year. I'm thinking they're going to lose three. So... Anyway, those are my picks. Um, that is going to have to do it for us because we are now at... We are out of time. We are at an hour and 23. That's it for us this week. I've been Jason. And I've been George. Uh, you can reach us at bftgpodcast at gmail.com, bftgpodcast.com. You can also reach us on the Twitter at bftgpod. Um, Jason and I can also be found on the Fancy Life app where I am at geo. And I'm at Dr. Mill. And with that said, we want to thank you for taking a break from your daily grind and listening to our pickums. Bye.